Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Oh man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Officially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2015, maybe, and beyond. I am Ryan. With me this week is Brad. Hey, Brad. How's it going? Not much. What? Yeah. Yeah. I said, <laughs> That's how's not it the going? right response. Yeah, that was weird. Um, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, you know. Yeah. Worked all week. How about you? Actually, I'm excited. I posted a new Jean-Claude Van Damme trailer. You did. It's I, more I, story-driven. I watched it and shared it. Did you? I did. From Nebulous Vision's multimedia Facebook page, I did. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> you should. I always <laughs> do it. I mean, I don't want to say that I check every little <laughs> notification I get from that trailer, but I didn't see it. But I'll check it again. You should. Yeah. Because it was like a, because it was a feed with, first it was you, well, first it was Nebulous, and it was you, and then it was Adam. Yeah. And then I shared that. Wait a second. I shared that feed. Do you hear that? I take it you took care of the reporter? Reporter's not a problem. We have a new one. The evidence. Two floors and a damn van acquired it. In a couple hours, Mayor Knob is going to blow up Paradise Stadium to fill this new in. I'm getting a full picture. <laughs> You're my sister from the future? When I learned that Mayor Knob was going to have you murdered to prevent evidence of this corruption from getting out, I defected from the time force to come back and see. He slows with me. Sudden death. Hand over the file. Or I'll spill your blood and take it from you. You, what are... It's an H-800. Killer cyborg! Run for your life! We're gonna have him here. Justice. Justice happened here. Your justice is gross. Yeah, I know. You are more despicable than I even realized. <laughs> I love it. How can somebody so sleazy be in charge of the city? I'll make sure Nob gets what he deserves. I own this city! Oh, yeah. This is John Clyde's damn band, son. Where they use the city's money to expand yeah, their damn Man, that new trailer is really good, right? <laughs> that was great. Brad, if I wanted to not only see the trailer, but I wanted to see the whole movie, how could I do that? Um, I guess by the time this airs on the internet, you can go Saturday, January 17th at 9 p.m. to the Bug Theater, um, some number digit Navajo Street. <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. We um, put the Bug Theater in, in Denver and it pops just, up. Yeah, just go into Google, type the Bug Theater, R-E, not E-R. And I, think it's, I think it's 26 something. Navajo because thirty six twenty eight I think because yeah, you get off on twentieth right on I twenty five yeah it's 
you know. You drive down 36, you turn yeah. left on Navajo, you're yeah. there. Yeah, it's somewhere in between <laughs> 20 and 40. Yeah. So you can find it. It's and, a cute theater. Yeah, it's a great venue. Um, part of the If Palooza, which is the festival that Jean-Claude's screening in, the uh, three-day festival is to raise money to help reinvigorate the theater, get That's it cool. up, to, up to code. When we were there for uh, Jean-Claude the last time, the girls are very cute who are serving popcorn. And the popcorn was really good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, Mike Henderson. He did the sound design for Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's his wife and daughter. Very cool. Yeah. They're very nice young ladies. And they're very helpful. Yeah. That. Dude, it was cheap. I think I got a popcorn and a Coke Zero, and it was like $3 or something. Oh, yeah. They, they don't gouge their prices at the no, theater. It's, it's, it was awesome. Yeah. And they're really nice, too. Like, uh, I just remember them being really friendly. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I was just, they're just nice. <laughs> like and, they wanted your business? Yeah, that they yeah. wanted my business because, yeah. you know, and I said, oh, I'll take a... The privilege of you being there was theirs. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it was very nice of them. Um, yeah, the good staff there. So, um, yeah, all three days. Um, Jean-Claude's on the Saturday. Nice. Um, plenty of other good stuff to see, so... And how much are tickets online right now? Uh, it's $5 if you just want to do a single block because... Uh, there's the regular Emerging Filmmakers Project Thursday. Then there's two blocks on Friday, I think, and then four on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So um, you can do $5 for each of the two-hour blocks, or you can do $10 for a whole day, and then 15 for all three days. Very so, cool. Yeah. Come see Jean-Claude with finished effects. And and you can rub elbows with Brad. Yeah. You can ask me questions. So did you go totally finish the effects or did you leave some that were not very good? I totally finished them all. It's, did it's, you? When you finish most of them, then it just looks like you really screwed up one of the effects, you know? I know. I got really big laughs in the last one. I feel like it's because a lot of them were missing. I feel like now that most of them are I don't completed. know. The, the, I remember the one that played really well was the first one. I think it was when he was shooting a gun when he got out of the van. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was talking to somebody. I don't remember. It just looked really bad, and everybody really laughed at that one. Plus, I disarmed the audience before the movie started by saying that it was unfinished. So, all right, you know, you should really trust me. I'm not going to do that I have this time. My, I have my finger firmly on the pulse of slapstick comedies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll find out Saturday. We'll find out yeah. if it doesn't get as big a laugh, then you'll be like, "Fucking Ryan's right yep. again." I got time to change it before the Alamo Draft House. So. Yeah, and when is screening at the Alamo? Uh, February fifteenth uh, at noon. Very cool. Um, and I just thought of a fun game to play preceding the film because we have three hours there. Nice. And can you uh, buy tickets yet for it or can you only get them the day of? Uh, I haven't advertised it uh, quite yet because Alamo hasn't set up the ticketing system for it. Because they usually don't, though, for like a couple weeks before the show. So yeah. if you probably, imagine, they probably have a little bit. I imagine it won't probably be till f- the first week of February, even though that's short notice, but. Well, uh, keep an eye out on the Real Nerds uh, Twitter account, at yeah. Real Nerds. Um, and you, you don't need to buy tickets online. You can just come to the yeah, theater. Yeah, you can come to the theater. Yeah, so um, it just helps them staff if they know who's coming. Yeah, and that's why I was going to say, you know, if you if you plan on going, just buy in advance. They're only a dollar. Um, just buy in advance because then they know how many people to put in there and mm-hmm. to better serve you. And they have great food there. So I would definitely recommend, um, you know, buying early. And then you get your seat that you want. Um, yeah, it's just a good thing. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool that you're you're showing that there. That's quite an accomplishment. We're going to movie at the Draft House. It's going to be quite the party. Awesome. Kind of a send-off because I think it's most likely going to be the last public screening before the DVD. So enjoy it on Blu-ray the theaters while you can. DVD? Oh, Blu-ray, of course. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, what the, what the hell's going on here, dude? 
So cool. Anything else going on with Van Dam? No, that's it. Can you still get the soundtrack? Um, you can. There's still th- all three copies are still sitting at Twist and Shout, ready to be purchased. Um, and there's one still at I, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. So whatever part of the town you're at, if you're in Arvada or Denver, or Denver, you can pick up one. And you can also pick up Real Nerds Pacho Season One at <laughs> Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Only one copy left there too. It's a hot seller. Yeah, I actually uh, I only saw one at Twist and Shout too. So I, that, there might be a, a sale there on that. Nice. Um, and then I've got a couple CDs in my car, but. It's like two, so there's not a lot, and it's limited run. That's why I bought mine. I'm not making any more unless, after they're all gone, thirty or forty people come up to me and say they want them. So, <laughs> so you know, yeah, it, you know, you make how many? How much there's the demand for it? The second pressing, is it going to have a exclusive bonus track? <laughs> oh man, don't give me ideas. <laughs> the deluxe edition, with but with like, like purple flames instead of like orange ones, so you know that you have the special edition right, bonus yeah. tracks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Two discs. One's the uh, <laughs> the original music, and then the, the other <laughs> the one's the, the soundtrack itself, with oh, in its, cool. its entirety, with like clips from the movie oh, in between each track. Awesome. <laughs> oh I, man! I just no, gave, no, just stop. Gave you more work? Nope, nope. Can't do that. Stop. Back off. Uh, speaking of more work, uh, make sure you stay tuned to the Real Nerds Twitter feed and our website and iTunes is we're going to be digging into the vault very soon to release some very exclusive interviews we had at Mile High Horror and Denver Comic Con because we got to get them out there so we can hit the new uh, circuit and get new interviews up as well. So keep an eye out for those ones. Um, But we should mention James isn't here. Uh, James is working on those and then he'll be giving them to you. I talked to him last night. Yeah. Um, so as soon as those are up, just pay. Uh, There's been a few up in the Google Drive um, that are already edited. I just haven't posted them, but a majority of them have been on his laptop. So Yeah, so uh, he'll post up the Jeff uh, Jeffrey Reddick one probably tomorrow, I'm guessing. I'd look for it tomorrow. Um, if you're wondering why we haven't even said what the show's about, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. We were going to do Taken 3, um, but we got... A guest who wants to see it with us so we kind of postpone that one till next week uh, I really don't want to announce the guest in case because he's he works in the entertainment industry in Denver and I don't know if he'll like get a show or something like that so he's a comedian so I don't know um, I don't want to say oh mark your calendars he's coming because he could get a gig and you know because he's a yeah, real person again yeah yeah <laughs> we're a real he's a real person we're uh we're not we're nobodies yeah we're nobodies but we podcast our experience in the world, but we will see Taken 3 next week. This week, me and Brad, well, I saw Inherit Vice. Brad saw <laughs> two-thirds of it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't think you missed anything. Um, I don't feel like I did either. Not not spoiling, the, not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that you could probably cut 30 minutes out of the movie. You'll find out at the end of the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, we review the movie. We also play the trailer for it. Um, we also talk about movie news not too much this week. Um, box office stats, what the number one movie of the last week was. Stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray. Do you have that page? Because all my uh, electronics are dead. Mm. So Brad can look that up while I'm talking about nothing. Also a comic book for the week. Uh, I'm going to try to beat into people's heads this comic book that uh, I've been reading over the last couple months. And every time I read a new issue of it, I tell everybody to get it. And I hope people will get it this month. Um, What did I miss? Stuff we've been watching. We also talk about movies we watch over the course of the week. Oh, shit. Um, do you I, have a lot? I, I, I need to remember what I watched. 
cool. S- any uh, fallout from the film explosion? Um, I haven't heard any yet. I have. I've been. Um, I've been doing this new thing where I'm trying to tweet two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And so I, I'm always giving people like a little peek into what I've been doing. Um, so yeah, no, nothing. Are you writing up your year in review post? Yeah, that will, uh, I've, I've ranked the movies now. I just need to write the article. I do have another article that's being, (laughs) I keep on forgetting to finish on uh, our website, which is the review of the Halloween deluxe box set, which I'll finish too. I think I only have to put two more movies on there, so. Oh, I guess uh, we could mention that, um, well, I unilaterally decided to make Zach a online poster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zach Eastman, who has refer- resurfaced. Yeah, he's. I guess he went through some tough times, and now he's down in Florida staying clean and sober, and he wrote an interesting article uh, about how Tusk saved his life and how much he loves that movie. So, um, Walrus, yes. So, yeah, so Zach's going to be contributing through articles and other posts. I don't know what else he's going to do, but... Um, yeah, just whatever pops into his head that he wants to vent movie-wise cool. will show up on the website. Be more productive than we've been on the website, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Than you. Uh, I post all the time. Mm, maybe once every four months. <laughs> Me? No, I post a lot. <laughs> um, but anyways, what was the last thing you posted? Film Explosion last year? Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme premiere. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your own self. My own thing. Your own thing that does nothing yeah, to do with the What was the last nerves? thing you posted? Uh, I don't even remember. Yeah. Actually, uh, I think what I replaced uh, Zach's article with was your Spider-Man. Uh, he's holding the skull. Oh, the 10 covers? 10 covers. Uh, yeah. But I, August? I, I, no, I wrote <laughs> way more stuff than that. I, I wrote... Uh, Are they just sitting in the queue? No. No, I did something else recently. I can't. I don't know why I can't... I did Jonathan Tierston's uh, album in December. Mm. So it's not that long ago. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, I forgot to tell you. So I, apparently this is a thing on Facebook. Um, so that picture I took of Jonathan at Starfest, you know, the one that I used for the shirtless, yeah, the like the cover photo. Yeah, someone else tagged himself in that photo on Facebook. Like someone in like those he's seats a, next to him. Like he's put uh, is like Jonathan Tiersten with this dude. Um, like another musician? No, like like a dude sitting off to the side. Like no, like a fan became friends with Jonathan and then took like copied my picture and tagged himself in the picture i took of jonathan so it's only a picture of jonathan that's it it's like there's no one in the balcony of no no. remember it's the one i used it's literally him without a shirt with like on the Starfest fest stage with right like the blue and star thing behind him that's it because in the atrium so i just i was in my, I don't remember the picture exactly, but I was. Mm-hmm. I no, could I remember the background is like people, yeah, walking around. Yeah, but no, it's only Jonathan with his guitar and. So the it's curtains. just like I was at the same hotel with Jonathan Tiersten. So no, we're I think someone saw that picture and was like, "Oh, that's a cool picture of Jonathan," and tagged himself in it. Because, uh, because I'm friends with Jonathan on Facebook, and so, um, I scrolled down a little bit longer, and he tagged himself in another picture of Jonathan that there's like some other dude in. Hmm. So, and then I found too, some other guy reviewed Jonathan's album and did it like the same way I did it. The the wording was not the same, but what he did is he would like take bold the name of the song and then talk about the song and then do the next song and bold and talk about the song. I was like, what the fuck? People are totally ripping me off. Uh, but I do want to think, I don't think I have done this yet. I want to thank Jonathan. He, uh, he actually paid 
uh, on Facebook to sponsor that review of that. I mean, it helps him too, but he took my review and made it like a sponsored sponsored post. post. So that's really nice of him. Nice. So one thing I do like about, uh, well, one of the many things I like about Jonathan is meeting him. Uh, He's been very helpful to us. I mean, he was in the pod show for free and he cooked for us that day. And he kicked his family out of his house. <laughs> and how many times did we make him fall <laughs> going down up the stairs? Three or four. Fifteen, five, twenty. Twenty, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, hey, just lift your chin up and stay there for like five <laughs> minutes while we film Do this, this awkward spinal thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. Never complained. Just did it. So thanks, Jonathan Tiersten. Support him. Buy his new album, Family. Um, what do you want to do first? Let's do something different. Uh, comic book order. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So I've been harping on this for the last two months. And people really need to pick up Batman Endgame. I read part three today, dude, and it's like a horror comic. Um, uh, Have you even read it? No. Dude, it's... So in the last uh, issue, uh, there's... I I only read Batman when the Joker shows up. And... uh, but I guess there was a director of Arkham Asylum, and it turns out that was the Joker, and he developed a new strain of uh, the toxin that he releases, the laughing gas, that Batman can't figure out, and he uh, infected Batman with it the last issue. And so this issue opens with Batman like frozen, and he can't move, and he's all freaking out because he can hear everything, and he can see what's happening to him, but he can't move. Um, and eventually he comes out of it like two or three pages and Alfred and this lady who helps Bruce now, I don't even know who she is, um, says, oh, we've tried all your uh, previous antidotes to the Joker toxin and none of it works. And Alfred showed him on the screen every time they put a, a antidote, like the toxin takes over um, and it's turned all the citizens of Gotham into like Joker zombies so Batman's going through the city and they're all like chasing him and want to kill him. It's freaking awesome. And uh, Batman is communicating with Commissioner Gordon at the same time. And uh, Commissioner Gordon hears something in his house and he opens up his closet door. And it's like one of those punching uh, the boxing glove on the end of a gun, mm-hmm. like spring loaded. And it's the Joker. And uh, so there's this. The Joker's been using like these weird like parlor tricks where he's showing up in the background of pictures and from the 1910s and you know Gordon's like what the fuck's going on and then he shows up and the Joker lights Gordon's house on fire and so Gordon shoots Joker in the chest and he falls down and uh, it's cutting back and forth between Batman trying to get away from these Joker possessed zombie people and uh, you know the fire's raging in Gordon's house and he calls Batman on the comic says, I got him. I killed the Joker. And in the background, you see like the Joker stand up and the, then there's a scream and the Joker picks up the com and says, hello, Bruce. And that's the end of the fucking issue. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. It's a, the story is so cool. Um, Neat. So yeah, definitely pick up Batman Endgame. I don't know if you can get the first issue at uh, coins, cards and comics anymore. I think there's one or two left of part two and part three came out. I think last week so there's like five or six left of that one um so i definitely pick it up it's um i really like the death of the family and this one's just like upping the ante of the joker and is this like its own self-contained yeah it's it's so it's not the continuity that's going on in just all the other books no it's like uh this very small contained issue i mean 
the sh- short run. Thing? I, I think it's only four parts. Okay. I think the next part's the last one. If I remember right, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but like the art by Greg, uh, I forget his last name. Capullo. Capullo. Thank you. <laughs> by the Greg guy, um, is great. Um, they redesigned the Joker. Um, have you seen his new look? No. Yeah. So he doesn't <laughs> cut off face anymore. No. Uh, I'll use it as a visual for you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the cover of the new Batman. Mm, weird. Yeah. So his la- his face is really tight. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. Um, but in it, he's really psychotic, and he has no pupils. Nope. And it's it's really creepy. It's it plays like a horror uh, mm. movie, and it's it's just really well done. Um. So yeah, definitely pick up Batman. Um. So uh, yeah, what should we do next, sir? Uh, stats. Sounds good. This is the box office stats. Uh, the Hobbit repeated again with twenty-one million dollars. That's right. And we did not see a movie um, last week. So. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Uh, they're talking about the death of the Spider-Man franchise and The Hobbit. And I was just looking online. Um, they have the top ten grossing movies worldwide, and Spider-Man and The Hobbit are both in it. I mean, it made seven hundred and ninety-seven million dollars. I think it might be okay. <laughs> the I think somewhere I read this week, uh, Marvel's gonna or Sony's gonna go ahead with their third Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I heard that too. Regardless, I still think <laughs> I'll tell them how if they're really worried about fixing it. Which I mean, it needs a little work, but if they just make a self-contained story and don't make it where you're trying to build a world, just make it about Spider-Man. Because I went back and I watched. Uh, I don't know. I think I watched it last week. I watched Spider-Man 2 again. And why that movie is so tight is it's literally just Spider-Man and Otto Octavius, you know, fighting and Octavius's fall. And the the story is so much smaller in scope, even though the action is really big. So that's all they need to do is focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. I still think Craven's Last Hunt would make a great <laughs> story. Um, but what do I know? I'm not in charge at Sony because I don't call. I don't I don't send emails saying what movies would president obama like are we black enough <laughs> did you read those emails that they're sending yeah. back and forth they're horrible i enjoyed the angelina julie yeah she's a spoiled one. brat yeah but that's you know I- i'm sure everybody talks like that like executives and mm-hmm. um they just happen to get caught so whatever yeah so that was the box office stats last week um, what's coming out on Blu-ray? Sure. Cool. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Our, our show is usually a lot more exciting than this, guys. Yeah, it's a low energy evening. Um, it is, because we decided to see a three-hour long movie at 8.10. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> a three-hour long drama. All right, um, The Big Thing, Gone Girl, it's coming oh, out. That, that's right. Um, I Walk Among the Tombstones. I wanted to see that. Yep. I heard it's like really violent. Uh Boardwalk Empire season something. Yeah, Four? Bigger. Season five. Five. five geez. Which I guess I'm pretty sure is the last one. Steve Buscemi is weird looking. <laughs> News to you. <laughs> um what else is here? 
I've been noticing uh, the releases are really getting smaller. Um, like not a big, a lot of big releases. Yeah, well, I mean, they threw everything in the holidays, so. I know it's good. My wallet could use a break. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm look. I was looking ahead to. I think the next thing I want is in March. So. Yeah. It's, it's good. Good for my wallet. Um, you can get a Twilight Deluxe set of all the movies. No way. Yeah. So Sweet. finally, I'm gonna pick them all up. <laughs> um, the Scorpion King four. <laughs> I know. Oh, cause I saw a trailer for that, and I said the same thing. Like, wait, they made a third one? I know they made a second one um, <laughs> with Billy Zane, I think. Oh man. Um, uh, let's see. Me, uh, men, women, and children. The Blu-ray is coming out, oh, so James right. will probably pick that up. I think that James was one of his favorites. Nine, right? Yeah. Um, did you listen to the trailer for that episode? Yeah. I was so. It was like the cliche. Yeah like indie movie trailer yeah like it had that sweet like yeah down home music no you're right and you know i've been listening to film explosion i always usually go back and listen to our episodes but this one's obviously taking me a long time because it ended up being three and a half hours um but like the the trailer for x-men made me want to watch it again i literally (laughs) watched it last week it's pretty epic it is although i don't think the song in that trailer is in the movie so i don't think it is but it's something it's it's the same thing where I, I never watched any Star Trek Next Generation movies until recently. But when I when Patrick Stewart talks and he's delivering speeches, you just believe him. You know what I mean? And uh I, I couldn't pick I'd have to pick one like specifically in the next generation. I can't remember, but you know, just anytime he gives commands or things like that, you just He commands the room. Yeah. What, what's the more attention? Which one is it where he's like kind of an asshole and is it insurrection probably first contact no it is first contact yeah, yeah. upset with the borg yeah yeah but like he goes into that one uh i don't know it's like a boardroom and he has that huge like monologue with i forget the chick what's her name yeah what's her name it's so good yeah but that's makes me love patrick stewart he's defending his uh his reasoning hunt the whale he's doing yeah i'm gonna watch that movie this week uh it's funny as i've been watching the TV show and mm-hmm. the episode I Borg, uh, I think it's the second. It's the first episode about the Borg since he gets turned into Locutus, mm-hmm. and so like that same hatred from that you saw in like first time track contact is in that episode and sweet. Um, yeah, kind of that same scene plays out in the show. Um, what else is interesting on here? It Dances with Wolves is getting a release. Jersey mm-hmm. Girl. Was that ever on Blu-ray, Jersey Girl? It was, um, but I think this is like a different edition. Like it doesn't have special features on it. Mm. Might be just the movie. Uh, Does it have the awesome cover art where Kevin Smith is in the corner? It says "A New Film by Kevin Smith" in the very top corner. No, it just says "Terrific!" Exclamation point. Oh man! Yeah, that's my favorite. It was like him with headphones on. Yeah, because I have I have the DVD. I could. And there's like weird, like the gray contraband, like movies that are out. Yeah, they do a lot of re-releases. I, my guess is they re-release them in case people forgot about them. I don't know. Yeah, the Facts of Life complete series. Sweet. Um, couple softcore porns, I think. Sweet. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff I just never. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's it. Yeah, nothing exciting. You know, the only stuff that's coming out 
in between now and I think March is there's a few Scream factories that are coming out that I'll be getting. But um, yeah, there's nothing really that I have to get. Yeah, it's a long I mean. list, but I just don't recognize any of these titles. Did you end up seeing Wolf Cop? Uh, I don't think it ever came out here, but uh, I saw the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Like I saw the poster, and I was like, yes. And I saw the trailer, and I was like, meh. Because <laughs> there's a, the yeah, because the DVD or Blu-ray is coming out in a couple of weeks, and the art is badass. Yeah, it's literally like a wolf in a cop outfit. Yeah, like ripping it. It looks like it's in the vein of like Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you watch the trailer, and it's just like it, it looked like a modern movie, but like mm-hmm. with a dude in a wolf suit. That sucks. Yeah, so disappointing but yeah. i guess just the trailer might be good um yeah, as a criterion whatever we're good cool moving on um this is movie news it's real news not much the only thing i got is the ant-man trailer was released yeah um a lot of people are it it has the same beats of the Avengers trailer, but it looks like it's not ready to be shown. Does that make any sense at all? It, it it's the movie still. I mean, eight almost eight months away. Well, seven months away now. I just I felt like it didn't have anything special about it. It yeah. seemed like it's almost like it belongs with Daredevil and Elektra and the Punisher back from the early two mm-hmm. thousands. I mean, it's probably the movie actually is probably better than that, but. It just has the same vibe right now. Yeah, I, it just because it seems like the trailer was kind of rushed and didn't like. Sometimes when trailers are put out, the the cuts in it are really sloppy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel right. I mean, there's some cool things in it, like when he jumps on a, a bug and starts riding it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. But it, I don't know. It didn't set the tone very well for the movie. I, I mean, to me, it looks with if you have Paul Rudd. And the Ant Man is. It seems to me like it should be a comedy. And it he has that seems, one line where uh, Michael Douglas, you know, tells him about what destiny and Mm -hmm. like you can choose a better path in life and he just has that like what okay like that's the only funny thing i mean my new entertainment weekly has a sweet cover with ant-man on it so maybe it'll shed some more light into it and i mean uh, you're already kind of scared because of its troubled past coming Mm -hmm. up um with edgar wright and all that stuff so who knows i mean obviously i'll watch it and i'm sure it'll be good but um coming off the avengers trailer it's pale in comparison yeah because yeah. i mean the avengers trailer made i got no strings creepy <laughs> and made sense but this one is a yeah, classic disney song creepy yeah um but we'll see and that's really the i can't really think of anything else actually happened this week i read a rumor that batman versus superman oh, might be turned right. into two movies see that's the to me it would kind of make sense only because the movie's almost done filming Hmm. And not just turned into movies. They're actually like the release date is 2016, but if they split it in two, they'll make the first part 2015. Yeah. So, but I think they're almost done filming it. So, I mean, they. That's why I didn't get. I understood why they didn't go against Cap, but by pushing it that long, you know, it seemed weird. Hmm. But who knows? I mean, they. I'm sure they have enough footage, and obviously they have enough heroes and villains in it where yeah. they could break it up. <laughs> Um, we'll see. We'll uh, see. They said because the, the 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 screenshot of the uh, there's like some projection of that text saying the release dates of both movies. The first one's called Part One: Enter the Night, mm-hmm. and the second one's Back to John Dawn of Justice. But 
because uh, it came off of a fan site. It could, mm. um, and it's, it's a little blurry, but um, the website, it, I, I went to what, I deciphered what was on unblurred, mm-hmm. and that site looks like a Warner Brothers site, and then, um, what was I going to say? Whatever. Never mind. That'd be crazy, though, if they did that. Um, because, you know, now movies, um, whether it's Marvel or DC, you know, they're planning them so far in advance where they said, oh, guess what? Here's a little secret that we're <laughs> releasing in November. Um, which, again, I, I mean, I want to see it. I heard the trailer is going to debut before. What's the big Warner Brothers movie coming out soon? Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter, I think it is. Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, it's still coming out, isn't it? Yeah. Like they have to get people to see it. And if the, if you tell me that the Batman versus Superman trailers before, I will go see the Well, I'm going to see the movie anyways, but that would give me a reason to see it. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to avoid that one. <laughs> I think that's the only movie coming out this week. I keep on seeing trailers for it now. They keep on trying to get more into the story, and there's, like, lizard monsters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks <laughs> wonderful. Anywho. Yeah. yeah, that's all we got for news, I yeah. guess. Yeah, nothing. I I looked uh, through the Hollywood Reporter and everything. I didn't see anything else. Hollywood's, Hollywood's been quiet this week. I think everybody's on vacation. I don't know how many people work over... You know, I, I'm a working stiff. I worked over the holidays, obviously, but people with real jobs don't. Did you have to work a lot over the holidays? Just my normal nine to five. Yeah. And then we got two days off for New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, my... The mall I worked at closed at six on those days, so I guess it was like a day off. <laughs> Anyways, this is the stuff we watch this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Do you mean to start, Brad, or do you remember what you watched? Um, I'm trying to. I had a. We were trying to figure out this last week. I can't remember if I s- talked about. I finished all my Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Did you really? Yeah. How many movies is he in? Do you remember? Is and it in the forties? It's cl- uh, it's like. 30s i mean mm. 26 30 something like that actually you know what i can tell you right now because i wrote them i have to rank them for the post mm-hmm. um so just almost there bringing it up okay one one two three four ah shoot one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen that's 15, how many 16, fools 17, 18, kicking 19 Twenty twenty one. Did you include Jean Claude Van Damme's damn van in it? Twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, thirty six. Okay, so like forty. Nice. I was right on. Um and forty one because I'm gonna totally add Jean Claude Van Damme to it. Um You yeah. should just it should be a write in though. Don't make it the best movie he's been in because he wasn't really in it. <laughs> Dick. Um <laughs> so the last Two movies I saw were Nowhere to Run and The Order. Nice. Nowhere to Run, I remember him on a motorcycle yeah. with flames behind him. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any of that in the movie, but he plays a... He went to jail because mm-hmm. uh, he helped out with a robbery, and his accomplice shot somebody. I think it was a cop. Um, but they caught John claude instead of his buddy, and then his buddy, years later tracks him down on his prison transfer so they uh, uh disable the bus and John claude gets away with his buddy and then like one of the remaining cops who's not unconscious 
uh, fires down the highway and the one bullet kills his buddy. <laughs> and so Jean-Claude's on his own. I don't remember that. Is that the movie where Rosanna Arquette's naked? Yep. Nice. I Unne- remember that part. Largely unnecessarily naked. So? <laughs> Does it have to be necessary? No, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was nice, but it's weird that it just feels like some of his movies in that era were just designed around... I just get this vibe that the producer's like, we need to get like some... Like we want to see this chick naked, so let's get her in this movie and then sure. build a story around it. <laughs> yeah. Young Claude Van Damme can do his own stunts. Let's just throw him in there and <laughs> have him kick people. And... Yeah, if we put it under the guise of like an action movie, people won't notice that <laughs> we just want to see our Rosanna Arquette naked. Um, yeah, he's he's hiding out in the woods, and then he needs supplies, so he finds this farmhouse that she and her kids are living at. Her husband died. Oh, that's right, of an aneurysm. Um, and so he's walks up on the porch and then like stares through a window and she's like totally full frontal getting into the bathtub. Of course. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. And then, uh, she, uh, the, um, local mining company is trying to like buy up her land so they can make trendy condos in the Valley. And they're trying to like basically run out the whole town, but everyone's refusing to sell their land. So yeah, I vaguely remember this movie. I remember liking yeah. it though. And Buffalo bill <laughs> is, uh, like they've got the cops in their pocket, but since uh, she's all being stubborn, they send B- Buffalo Bill from South of the Lambs after right. to really up the ante, set people's barns on fire. Why wouldn't he? There's this one part where uh, the neighbor's barn gets set on fire, and then Jean-Claude, uh, a kid, Rory Culkin is the kid Yeah, uh, in the movie, and he just happened to be like over in the dark. Like The kids just roam free on this... Uh, <laughs> It's, diff- it's different in the country, Brad. Yeah. Apparently also, like, are very knowledgeable about their parents' sex lives because um, the kids always ask them, like, so did he stay over with you last Did he sleep in your bed last night, Mom? Ooh. Like, he's looking for a new dad. Yeah. <laughs> Can I call you Did you daddy? guys do it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, these kids sees uh, the barn on fire, so he yells to get Jean-Claude over there. And then, like, so the first thing Jean-Claude does is run to the barn and, like, get that farmer out and then try to get their horses out and then apparently this whole time there's been a water tower like sitting right next to the barn and then only after the uh the propane tanks are about to like heat up does he go over to the tractor and then push the water tower over to uh, put out the fire next to the but it's like why didn't you before the fire got over to he was the, busy like, yeah i anyway. remember it not being a bad movie though like uh, it's it's one of the better ones um yeah. It's just, again, it has, like, vibe of, like, what this movie only exists to get her naked. Yeah, that, too, though, I mean, I, I think a lot of those action movies are product of their time. Because isn't that an early 90s movie? Mid-90s? Yeah, it's, like, 93, I think. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> and, the, yeah, the, there's no, like, deep meaning. It's just, like, these two, like, this criminal and this lonely uh, woman on a farm meet and fall in love. And they have to get rid of the mining company. And, um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it's shot really well, and is it John Woo? No, um, I don't know who it is. It wasn't him though. He, John Woo did Hard Target. That's right. Hard yeah. Target is John Woo. Um, and then I barely watched The Order. <laughs> <laughs> like I put it on, and it seemed like a. Is it not good? I don't remember at all. I'm gonna watch it again just because like I was a little distracted with my work, but um, from what I did see, it felt like a, it felt like a Jackie Chan movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not that Jackie Chan movies are bad, but it felt like. Another one of those like Mr. Nice Guys or Rumble in the Bronx yeah. type movies, um, and I I'm not sure, but I swear it took place in the same location as Black Eagle, 
<laughs> which is like I think twenty years earlier, mm. um, because of the, like a lot of the settings look the mm-hmm. same. Um, but it's that centers around what was it about? I was gonna get the Blu-ray double feature of that and Bloodsport because I think it's only seven dollars. It's Bloodsport and Time Cop, and Are Nowhere sure? to Run is paired with The Order. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. I think Best Buy has it different though. Did I'd you get surprised. them at Best Buy? I got the Time Cop Bloodsport at Best Buy. Hmm. So maybe I just misread it. Yeah. The other one I know was I remember Amazon. seeing the Quest. What was the one was with the Quest? Nowhere to Run was with Quest. No, uh, the order. The order is with nowhere to run. run. Gotcha. I got the quest standalone. Is it on Blu-ray standalone? Yeah. Hmm. How do they handle those transfers? Are they good? Or are they? You know what? Actually, um, the uh, nowhere to run the order was surprisingly really good. Hmm. Uh, but it has like no special features, so there's plenty of space to do that. Um, and I don't remember time cop bloodsport. But again, no special features. There's, there's plenty of room. Isn't it weird, too, that they don't put special features on those movies? And even like the Arnold movies, they don't put special features on them. I think that's so weird when they're such big movies. Uh, Bloodsport, maybe? Yeah. Because it's like it, the film made us, that made him a star, The Order. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, somewhere like Nowhere to Run, I know it was a big movie. Because I remember I had the video cassette set of it. So. Yeah. But I mean, who's has anyone told you, like... <laughs> They've wanted to see that since 93. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> I am their target market. Uh, what else? So, yeah, the order, there's like some ancient um, religious cult thing that he has to track down hmm. um, and save his dad. Oh, it, uh, Charlton Heston's in that movie. Really? Yeah. As uh, Jean-Claude's dad. one of dad. his last movies then, right? Yeah, i I think it was like 2000. So, yeah, I mean, he, what did he die? 2003, 4? Mm. I don't know. I don't know, maybe a little later than that. Maybe 2007. But I know he didn't yeah. act very well. Maybe much. it was 99. Anyway, yeah. It doesn't matter. He was alive in it. <laughs> Although it could have been shot and then not released for a while. So, <laughs> um, what else did I watch, Jean Claude Wise? Screw it. Not going to waste time. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I, a couple weeks ago, I was trying to remember if I talked about In Hell and Wake of Death on the show. Do you remember me nope. talking about that? Not at all. Um, so Wake of Death is pretty cool, like cinematography-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, story-wise, Yakuza kills his wife, and he goes on. He's already like a hitman, so he's also a bad guy in the movie. But he goes to get the badder bad guys mm. um, who... Um, so John Wick like stole that idea. I didn't see John Wick. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it. They kill his dog in John Wick, so I guess yeah. it's a little different. Yeah, they kill his wife and they kidnap it. Like, you should see John Wick. It's awesome. I, I'm yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, and then, yeah. So the Wake of Death was cool, and then In Hell is like another movie where he's in prison. <laughs> wow. So there's a lot of across the whole catalog. There's he's in prison. His wife has been murdered. Um, yeah. My favorite ones with him in prison. Death yeah, Death Warrant. Warrant. Yeah. Um, but both both of those were like good dramatic uh, roles for him. I was surprised like how good of an actor he is. Like sometimes. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I heard he is like in JCVD. I think he's really good. Oh yeah, that's probably that one monologue is one of his best performances. Um, but then there's like other movies like Derailed where 
or there's something goofy that was like a comedy that I don't remember. Well, I sorry. Think so, well, I know it's fine. I think sometimes though, I, I mean, it's the writing, you know, it's, you can only be so good as the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's, if you're put in a movie where the writing is good, then I mean, you can always elevate his game because mm-hmm. you know, he's a professionally trained. Oh, sorry. I just remember what it is. Uh, no retreat, no surrender. Mm-hmm. This is like the first movie on the IMDb list, aside from like background roles. Mm-hmm. Um, it was free on oh, in Desert Heat. Okay, <laughs> that's the one. Okay, um, yeah, No Retreat, No Surrender is like the first thing on his list, and he's in the first scene of the movie and the last scene of the movie, <laughs> and in between horrible. is like, <sighs> it's. Be, I so, wish I was better describing it because it. You have to see it, like. I wish it was on Blu-ray. I would want to own it. It's terrible, but it's hilariously terrible. Nice. Because the middle part, it starts out with this guy who has a dojo, right? And then Jean-Claude's like a uh, part of the... There's like this bully in town, like this rich guy who goes around trying to buy up all the dojos. And Jean-Claude's like his muscle. And so he (laughs) kicks the dojo owner's ass and they have to move to Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which when they moved to Seattle, it still looks like Los Angeles. And then um, his son, it becomes a movie about his son, like trying to get along with like the kids in town. So it's almost like the karate kid, <laughs> except the kid has no talent. Like his dad's this martial artist who doesn't want to do martial arts anymore since Jean-Claude like broke his leg. And then this kid thinks he's awesome at it. But then the kids at the party are even better than him. And then, He's like, I'll show you guys. I'm going to be as great as Bruce Lee. And then he's like wishing at home. And then Bruce Lee shows up. Wait, Bruce Lee's really in this movie? <laughs> no. <Okay>. Some guy <laughs> who's supposed to be supposed to be Bruce Lee. Mm. Um, yeah, in the movie. Some guy's playing the character of Bruce Lee. And I think a scene earlier, uh, that kid goes to Bruce Lee's grave, which is in Seattle. It's like this rose-colored headstone. Mm. Like just among all the uh, headstones you'd think it would be something in asia <laughs> like a shrine but no it's just a typical with his picture on it <laughs> of course um it's easy then, to vandalize that way so the spirit of bruce lee trains this kid to get better um and then yeah this like everyone has like wait so he literally trains with a ghost of bruce lee yes nice yeah <laughs> that's classic um and then he enrolls in this tournament and then he gets a square off against uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme at the very end and the like Jean-Claude's faces like his intense reactions to things and he's also dubbed by like, a, a voice actor because I guess so it's like he couldn't do Russian Hercules or something he's supposed to be a Russian character yeah yeah wow. like Hercules yeah in wow. New York um, but he's like way over the top cartoonish intense about fighting this kid yeah which Jean-Claude's already fighting like a nationally successful fighter kicks his ass. And then that kid just gets up on in the ring and fights <laughs> Jean-Claude way outmatched, but he still manages to beat Jean-Claude. Well, dude, it's he was ridiculous. trained by Bruce Lee's ghost. Yeah. But so. the other guy had way better moves than this kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. And at the party when the kid gets uh, his, his uh, ass kicked, like he gets knocked into like a folding table and then, the bully picks him up and like the legs are sticking up and he like wedges in between the legs and just starts like patting him on the back of his like neck. <laughs> it's like the weird, most awkwardly choreographed fight. <laughs> like the kid could easily just slink away. I don't know. 
sounds like a movie I need to see. Yeah, it's it's hilariously bad. Like it should be a midnight <laughs> movie. Um, and then Desert Heat is hilarious because Mr. Miyagi's in it, um, but he's like this. On the box it says he's like a major character, but in the mm-hmm. movie he's just like another guy in town. <laughs> um, it starts out with him on a motorcycle in like the Great Salt Lake. Um, talking to Danny, Tra- the ghost of Danny Trejo. Yeah. Or you think it's the ghost of Danny Trejo at one point. So is this a pretty new movie then? It's from like 99. Really? Yeah. When did Trejo become fam- I guess a little earlier than that. Probably 96, 97. I don't remember. Right um, but yeah, he's like uh, drinking to forget something. Then three hillbillies show up, shoot him in the chest, um, and then take off with his motorcycle. And then... I guess Danny Trejo is real because he takes Jean-Claude to his mountain villa, repairs his wounds, sends him back into town to go get his motorcycle. And then, uh, wait, Jean-Claude loses his motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those hillbillies (laughs) took it. You don't take someone's motorcycle. And those hillbillies are part of like this whole gang that has the town under the control. So, um, Jean-Claude shows up in this, I think it was a gun store. And, uh, after a very short interchange shoots those two guys <laughs> um with like their own weapon i don't remember but uh and then apparently this whole time there's this, the old man who originally owned the store has been chained to a chair in the back room <laughs> w- within earshot of just saying help i'm back here but he never said anything he just watched tv the whole time so jean-claude frees him he's like finally thank you stranger i can get my store back and the other two guys are dead um <laughs> <laughs> and then they just go like, okay, I'm going to go to the diner for some food. <laughs> There's two dead bodies sitting in the, <laughs> like, yeah. And then I think that old man says, I know somebody who can dispose of them. So Mr. Miyagi has like the trash truck. So they load them in the trash truck and then dump the bodies in the ravine. And he's, they're just like, yep, this is what normally happens in this town. <laughs> um, and the weirdest part is when he goes to this biker bar and calls out to guys who i think are part of the gang and their women come out and he's like you know don't treat him like shit and then kicks one guy through a window and then the two girls are like oh thank you for saving us from our boyfriends and then they leave with him and go to a motel and they like get their own room and shower and stuff and then knock on his door all naked and then he's you know he's reluctant at first and then they come on to him and then there's like this old lady who who runs the motel um she just like takes a smoke break and like walks by the window and they're like banging in his room and she's like yeah and she like puts a straw in her drink and just starts watching the whole scene unfold I'm like what the fuck is this movie That's awesome. <laughs> like is this about like him getting his bike back or is it like defeating the guys in town and then like it all escalates and like this big fight and Danny Trejo shows up again and like gets killed trying to take down this ring of whatever guys they're doing i don't remember yeah it's so <laughs> but yeah it's weird oh yeah and then the old lady falls asleep so when john claude's done banging the chicks he comes out and like puts a blanket over the old lady and just like goes on his way <laughs> yeah oh and it's directed by the guy who directed the first and fifth rockies and the karate kid movies really yeah which are like emotional well you, you know, put the blanket human on the old lady movies. after yeah. <laughs> boned chicks but like everything else like and john claude's not like not a good actor in the movie Hmm. he's just kind of stoic and doesn't seem like he knows what he should be doing in the movie (laughs) he's probably like i screwed up i should have signed on to this one (laughs) yeah but i get to have sex with two chicks so i guess it's cool (laughs) 
yeah like she like whips off her towel and then he's just like yeah and then whips out and then you got like his ass shot of jean-claude van damme yeah awesome so yeah now i'm done with jean-claude movies and i'll post that article cool what'd you watch um i watched a few things did i talk about mcgruber <laughs> <laughs> in the past yeah, yeah uh, i rewatched it recently and that movie is so funny i don't i don't get why my wife doesn't think it's funny <laughs> um uh, Val Kilmer's the bad guy in it, and there's a part in MacGruber where uh, MacGruber is recruiting an all-star team of mercenaries, and he accidentally blows them up in a van, <laughs> and uh, he goes to a party with Val, Kil- or Val Kilmer's having it, and uh, he walks in on this poker game, and a senator is playing poker with Val Kilmer, and... Um, and they raise the stakes like $30,000 and MacGruber says, he's bluffing. He's always bluffing. And then <laughs> Val Kilmer's character has like a straight flush. <laughs> then like the senators like gets to give him like $200,000 and as he's leaving, <laughs> MacGruber's like, sorry about that. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but then he sits down and Val Kilmer says, um, he says, you know, me and you aren't so different. I too got this team of assassins, but I accidentally blew them up. <laughs> says no fucking way i did the same fucking thing <laughs> then Valcomer says no that didn't happen to me because i'm not a fucking retard <laughs> just it's so stupid but it's so brilliant um like there's a part when mcgruber is he doesn't um he doesn't he's not mcgruber anymore because his fiance was murdered at the wedding or something by uh, val Kilmer's character and so he finally comes back to the cia and he opens up the door and um the guy from 24 Powers Booth <laughs> says, "McCrooper, thank God. God can't help you, but I can. <laughs> and he turns his head, and it's like three beats of screen time with nothing but him just like soaking it in. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. And so the movie just cracks me up. I don't know why my wife doesn't like it. He sticks celery up his ass, and <laughs> I washed it. No, because <laughs> he's eating stuff later. But anyways, MacGruber's great. Um, I also watched. I watched a couple uh, Scream Factory movies. I watched uh, Monkey Shines, which is an old George A. Romero movie. Well, no, I guess, I guess 1988 is old now. Um, and in it, it's about a quadriplegic um, guy. He was originally like some athlete, and he gets hit by a car. And he becomes a quadriplegic, and um, he's really depressed, and he tries to kill himself. And uh, one of his friends is a scientist, and he's injecting monkeys with, like, human brains or something. Uh, and it's making the monkeys really smart. Uh, so he says, hey, you know, I'll give you this monkey named Ella, and she'll get your stuff for you and help you, um, you know, with your day-to-day life. And... What it turns out is Ella becomes really, like, possessive of, I forget the guy's name, uh, of the guy. And they share, like, a psychic bond. So every time Ella gets out of the house, he, like, goes, it's like her point of view of her running around. Um, And then it goes into this weird, like, monkey slasher movie where the monkey is killing people. Um, Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah. is it good? I don't know. Um, Steven Root's in it. He plays this scientist who wants results from the other scientist guy. Um, so he's always pushing him to test on monkeys. 
<laughs> so he's a bad guy because he does human uh, animal testing. Um, who? Uh, there's another famous. Oh, uh, who's the famous actor in it? Has a really small part. Fuck, I can't remember. Um, I know that was a great story I just told. Um, but in it, he plays like the snarky lawyer. It's uh, oh Stanley Tucci. He plays like the lawyer who's or no the doctor who fucked over the quadriplegic because they went to another doctor and found that maybe they made a mistake on their diagnosis. And uh, it's really a weird movie. You'd mm. have to watch it. And it's interesting because there's a great interview with George Romero on the Blu-ray. And he talks about how he doesn't like the the poster for it, but I think the poster's badass. It's like one of those, you know those old monkeys that play chimes? That's what it is, but it has like a, a, a switchblade, <laughs> and it has like this blood coming down his face. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Um, but he didn't like it, but he uh, he said the movie was interesting, so to me it sounds like he didn't really like that movie either. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. He says, he says I like some, I and mean, they always say, I like some parts of it. Um, I like when people are really honest in um, the making of movies. Like Jamie Lee Curtis, um, the making of The Fog, said it was a horrible movie. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Um, so that one was, it was all right. I mean, it's an interesting movie. I'll probably watch it again with a commentary to see what, you know, George, how he shot it. Because he was talking, too, about how much a pain in the ass the monkeys were. And um, they wouldn't do what you want them to do, even though they're supposed to be really smart. And they'd only do it one time. And <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. Um the other movie I watched was called uh, Leviathan, um, and it's it's like alien underwater with a really horrible creature made by the same guys who made the alien outfit, and it was Stan Winston was the guys who worked on it, and it <laughs> it just looked horrible. It, and the movie is super cheesy, but it stars Peter Weller of RoboCop <coughs> and has Daniel Stern in it as well. Um, it starts off kind of cool where they, they're, it takes place in the future of the 80s. And um, they're like, they're, they're mining in the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean for silver. I don't know if you can mine silver at the bottom of the ocean. Um, <laughs> but they go onto this sh- uh, cra- uh, sunken Russian ship. And in it, there's uh, some virus that infects Daniel Stern and it t- t- turns him into this monster. And he infects other people. And. The monster becomes like a hybrid of like a fish, a human. So it's <clears throat> it's almost like a mixture of the thing too. It's really weird. And I kept on waiting for it to keep on getting better because you know it's a monster movie. And I'm like, oh, the monster has to be badass. And the monster looked horrible. <laughs> it looked like a, like a had a fish head and then people's faces in it, like the thing. Um, and the acting was not very good. The directing was horrible. The director seemed like he didn't know how to film a man in a rubber suit because he'd have a shot of, let's say, his Peter Weller, and he had a flamethrower, and he'd be running down the corridor, and then there'd be a bunch of steam behind him, and you'd see the shadow of the monster, and then all of a sudden the monster would be, like, behind his character. Like, where the fuck did that monster come from? Oh, Ernie Hudson's in it, too. (laughs) And at the end, Ernie Hudson and... Um, Peter Weller and this chick escape they get to the surface and the Coast Guard's coming and all of a sudden the Leviathan pops up and it looks so bad <laughs> and so Ernie Hudson makes it to the end 
Uh, no, he dies. Um, he dies right at the end. At least he wasn't the first to die. Yeah, but Peter Weller goes back in, and he's he's trying to save Ernie Hudson's character, and then all of a sudden he pulls a grenade out of somewhere. I don't know where he gets the grenade, but he throws it, and the monster blows up, and he gets on this oil rig for the company that he's working for, and the last thing happens in the movie, Meg Foster plays his boss, and she walks up to him. And she says, oh, Beck, I'm so glad you're okay. Is there anything I can, how do you feel? And then he just like punches her in the face. <laughs> he says, now I feel better. And that's the end of the movie. Is like good old assault on a woman. Wow. Yep. That movie's not good. Hmm. There's some cool like blood effects in it. But but the, the making of it is really cool too because the effects guys, because it's like Tom Woodruff who did the alien and a lot of things with Stan Winston. And they're just saying, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> And they said, we tried, but we didn't do a very good job. We dropped the ball on this one. Because there's this part, too, where the it infects this dude's hand. <laughs> and so it's, like, chomping. It looks like a piranha in his hand. And they said, you should ask uh, one of the... I forget the effects guy's name about that. And they cut to him. He says, oh, that fucking hand. It was horrible. He <laughs> <laughs> just talks about how <laughs> shitty it was. And it's great. Um, and I'll get back on Tom Cruise uh, next week. Uh, I watched Leprechaun 4 in space, and that movie's horrible. Um, I remember it being fun, but then I was watching it again, and eh, it's not that fun. Mm. And that has really gratuitous nudity in it, too. Um, this chick shows her boobs for some reason, and then you find out that she shows her boobs when she wants to kill people. It's stupid. <laughs> um, some alien queen. Um, so that movie is a letdown. Warwick Davis, again, is really good in it. Um, and the last thing I watched was uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse is on Netflix right now, and that show's weird. Because <laughs> um, it's a kid show, but then it has a really like subverse kind of humor in it. Humor, you said the magic word, yeah. yay! <laughs> and that's in it. Uh, the first episode is door. I think the second episode is fun. Um, and then there's this like bully, like howdy doody marionette puppet that beats up Pee Wee all the time. Mm. Um, and it has really weird like stop motion cartoons in it. Um, but you can see that it's a really creative show. Um, so I'll keep on watching it. I mean, it's streaming, whatever. Are we going to blow up? What the fuck is that? Uh, anyways, that's what I watched this week. I think it's like a, a, a gremlin or something getting it does. <laughs> mashed up. <laughs> it does sound like one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll keep on watching Pee Wee, see what happens. Um, I'll get back on Tom Cruise. Yeah, this week. I only have like three or four more movies to watch, and then I'll put up an article of that too. I still have to put my. I didn't put my Jason Statham article. Man, I'm slipping. No. I got to put my Statham too. I need to know. That's like a year ago. <laughs> I know. Um, this week we went and saw Inherent Vice. Brad, should people go see Inherent Vice? Uh, I mean, it's a good movie, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I, I think people should see it, but I could not for the life of me establish a tone for the movie there's there's an audience for it i just don't know who like because who to recommend it it's, to. it's a drama until josh here's a trailer for inherent vice if it's a quiet night out at the beach and your ex-old lady suddenly out of nowhere shows up with a story about her current billionaire land developer boyfriend 
and his wife and her boyfriend in a plot to kidnap the billionaire and throw him in a loony bin. I need your help, Doc. Maybe you should just look the other way. But if you're Doc, it may all start to get a little peculiar after that. Michael Z. Wolfman. And Mickey Wolfman. Mickey Wolfman. Has vanished. So wh where would I uh, find him? He's a technically Jewish, but wants to be a Nazi. And a girl don't necessarily want to get into difficulties with those folks. You got a spare picture I can borrow? Ah! Mm hmm Well, maybe you're better off with the Nazi. Whoa. Are you all right? Am I? Are you? Ordinarily, we're the ones asking the questions. And your question is, which side am I on? Good question. Wrong answer. Choto, Kinichiro, Dozo, Moto Penekeku, Moto Penekeku, Moto Penekeku, Hai, Hai, Hai. Doc may not be a do-gooder, but he's done good. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Good luck, Doc. What a wonderful world this would be. Coming just in time for Christmas. So it's a drama until Josh Brolin's character shows up. And then there's just like this weird slapstick comedy where I don't know how to describe it. You know, it's just really weird. Um, the humor in it is really weird. Um, uh, the scenes where he and Joaquin Phoenix have their moments, like those are the parts of the movie that entertain me the most. Yeah. Especially well, when they're in the pancake house. Yeah. I guess we should say the movie is... Uh, Doc, it's good luck. I couldn't tell you what the uh, Jacquin Phoenix. Plot was. Anyways, he's a PI who gets Jacquin. Jacquin, walking, walking, jockin, Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin. Like walking, but just like no, it's, no, it's Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin. Uh, River Phoenix's brother is <laughs> in a movie. Um, anyways, he plays a guy named Doc, and. Uh, He's a private investigator, and he's called Doc because he has an office in a doctor's office with real doctors, but he's not a doctor. Um, he's always on drugs, um, and he's taking this case from his ex-girlfriend named Shasta, who's trying to be in, tied up in a scam with Eric Roberts' character. She says that she, yeah, she's dating this... Eric Roberts character mm -hmm. and then his wife has um, a guy she's seeing and they want to scam him out of his fortune by sending yeah. him to a loony bin. Yeah, it's it's the, the script is really in I, I guess it's part of what it is um, because it's just like weird set pieces after weird set pieces and as he gets farther in it's dealing with this <clears throat> this huge gang called the Golden Fang and um basically his path he crosses a lot of uh authority types in the fbi yeah, a lot and of then a lot of hippies characters hippies and dentists and 
a lot of the dialogue is um very elaborately written there's a lot of convoluted mm-hmm. stuff going on they did um, make a, a reference to going uh, jason Voorhees and freddy krueger did they i didn't miss it did you miss martin short no okay well in martin short's office he said yeah they're working for krueger and Voorhees." that's pretty funny yeah see um, the, the dialogue was so yeah. unique to that movie that a lot of t- i was lost a lot of times about yeah. what the actual point of what they're <laughs> like, saying i was. love josh brolin in this movie because uh he would <laughs> he told Doc, that he smelled like a patchouli fart. Um, <laughs> eats all of his weed. Eats all his weed. And kicks his door in. <laughs> when he kicks his door and eats all his weed, uh, he's crying. And what does he say? He's like, do you, do you need anything, brother? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's. It's so bizarre. But then there's, like, what's the part where, this is why I don't get about this movie. Like, I feel like I'm missing scenes. I mean, I watched the whole thing. But when he's at that Eric Roberts' wife's house, Sloan's house, he pretends like he's another person so she can send him the bank account number so he can figure out where he is or something. And he decides to walk through the house and then the... Yeah, just snoop the, in their closet. Yeah, the maid comes in and wants to sleep with him, but she can't because of what's going on. And then it, the next scene is him running slow motion out of the house and Josh Brolin kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> but he tries to run over the car. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, like, Doc... For for as drug uh, drug induced as he is, like he's strangely coherent enough to like play fake uh, identities to get yeah, information from people. But like, I don't know if that's part of it. Where it seems where it's disjointed is because he's on drugs, so we're missing parts of it because he's on drugs. Because he also mentions that he doesn't remember some things. So I don't know mm-hmm. if that's part of it too. Do we ever figure out who punched him in the uh, <laughs> the what was it? the how, the trailer like out in the middle of nowhere no with the girls nope Just, yeah no. or the where they're gonna eat the pussy dude. yeah <laughs> see like that seems so weird someone punches him when he's like yeah. walking through the beads and then we never like find mm-hmm. out who that was it's like a setup for i don't know like the performances are really good i mean the movie was entertaining i i just couldn't tell you if it's a drama or a comedy or a mystery I mean, it doesn't have to be one of those things but it's just like it, it was so tonally like up and down mm-hmm. and then it was shot and then the whole from its time period mystery is. itself was like at one point i thought there was they when i thought the movie was halfway done or <laughs> <laughs> uh, or i thought it was done but it was only like halfway done um i thought because his a lot of the time he's trying to find his ex-girlfriend yeah and then she shows up at the end and then there was no murder because yeah. that guy's alive in the loony bin um so i was like so this was this whole thing was for nothing, and then you find out that there is more going on. But I don't know what it was. It's a you know, even it, even Doc's character Do- because there's a part where th- this other girl visits him when he's on laughing gas. Yeah, and she says they the keep thing, introducing characters yeah. that are related to other characters that he's trying to. It might be a movie you have to watch again and again to yeah. kind of get everything. But yeah, everybody's <laughs> name in the movie is like. Yeah, really weird. No one has a normal name, like, it, and it's really hard to remember. <laughs> Bigfoot, I remember Bigfoot. Bigfoot's like the easiest one, yeah. and Doc, um, yeah. Bount, and Shasta. Yeah. Anyone who had like a one syllable name was one to two syllable. Like there were other characters that had like long. Yeah, it's like, just, I, what was Owen Wilson? Is Coy something? Coy something? Yeah, Featherton. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's based on a book, so and apparently he's a a snitch. Yeah, who faked his death so he could infiltrate uh, a cult, basically, to call Richard Dixon a a fucker or something. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, and then the 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 dragon fang, golden fang, yeah. ring wants their drugs back and. <laughs> They don't just kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's, they, they there's funny parts where, um, you know, he goes to see gold, the Golden Fang headquarters. And that is it, a cool shot, like, in the scene previous to that is, like, it hasn't been built yet. Mm-hmm. And then they do the same shot later when he shows up in the present. And, yeah, it's yeah obviously a CGI building. Yeah, and then Denise or Dennis or whatever his friend's name was, was in the car. And he says, you can come up with me and be back. I says, no, I'm going to go get a pizza. He says, well, you know, this is a manual, not automatic, not a drive. And he says, yeah. Then, like, ten minutes later, he shows up with just the steering wheel to his car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre. Yeah. And then, I mean, why did Martin Short's uh, secretary bust in? He's like, I need, either you need to come see me on the couch. And then he goes and fucks her. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? In I, this? I assume that, like, that's a regular occurrence. Like, I guess. They have nothing <clears throat> to do all day except, bank, like, fuck each other. I guess. So they play out these scenarios, like. Just grab the liquor and let's do it. It's a really, really bizarre movie. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not a bad movie. I um, just couldn't tell you. I think it was shot on film. Yeah. I mean, it had yeah. a nice grain to it. I, I think early on, even, it had, like, a, a white string mm-hmm. where... Well, yeah, and if you look, I too... I think was just added to for effect. <clears throat> they had, like, uh, in the corner, they had sometimes this, the film was, like, overexposed... The, it had I couldn't tell you the effect it was, but mm-hmm. or because the scene with Benicio del Toro when they're in the um, the yeah, restaurant, yeah. but even then, I mean, there's so much weird dialogue. The waitress says, "You guys want something to drink? Because you're gonna need it. Because this stuff's gonna fuck you up." And yeah, what? <laughs> Whatever. It's, it worked. Long story short, I didn't follow what was happening, but yep. um, <clears throat> it wasn't terribly. It was competently put together yeah like technically yeah i'll have to watch it again maybe the when acting it's, is good for most characters yeah when it's streaming i'll probably watch it again to that first scene it. where uh he's talking to shasta like when they're basically introducing the plot of the movie i felt was like like they were just saying the lines mm-hmm. like i didn't feel like any yeah, acting was actually going on yeah i did notice that that uh he got better as a movie went along mm-hmm. or Maybe I've settled into the movie more because he had this weird thing where yeah, the first scenes that felt like a high school play to me. Yeah, they ask him a question, he'd be like, uh, "Yeah," and he had this really weird that he was in this drug haze all the time. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, but you should see it if you like weird movies. Uh, next week we're seeing Taken Three. Um, stay tuned for that. Um, well, you guys will. I'll, I'll be oh there. yeah, Brad's busy. Uh, go see Brad's movie though on Saturday. Because nothing else opens. You don't want to go see The Wedding Ringer. Come on. No, I don't. So instead of going to see The Wedding Ringer, go see Brad's movie at the Bug Theater in Denver. Saturday. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. Just go see Brad's movie. My 35 minutes is better than that one and a half hours. Exactly. And it's cheaper to go to it. And you'll have more fun. I promise. Can you support local arts with your money? Um, I'll, I'll tweet out through, through the whole week. So, you know, in case people forget. Um, Until next week. Bye.
Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.